wa- I wanted to start off with um, Doctor Strange. I don't know if you've seen it yet. Have you seen it yet? Um, well, I didn't go to the theater, but I can say that I'm an avid YouTube user, and so I did basically <laughs> see the entire movie the first day that it was released, 15-second clip. Got it. So you're, I mean, I think you're along the If line. you have YouTube, it, YouTube shoots the ending of the movie to you. Instantly. 100%. Like, as soon as it comes out, pe- uh, videos of uh, from people's phones are just hitting your, your stream. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was absolutely. I mean, what, we were live and we were just even talking about it. And then YouTube was like suggesting all the like the cam fan, cam fan videos of just like, hey, do you want to see it? And you're just like, why do you block us from playing like a Christmas movie from the 80s? But then you're letting this get through. Like, yeah. Come on, AI. Get your head out of your digital ass. We got a copyright <laughs> strike for showing Steven Seagal fight Mike Tyson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like if the world doesn't need to see that. That is the best fight scene I've ever seen. Yes. It's all about clip length, man. You get those 15-second clips, and you can't monetize those. So companies like Disney aren't going to be as aggressive in putting copyright claims on them. Is that a so, thing? Is that written down somewhere, Mike? Because yeah. I feel like uh, I've I mean, looked I've, into it. I don't, I've tried. I've looked I, around. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying uh, companies care more about content they get paid for than content they would never get paid for. Yeah. Yeah, Mike's always has it. He's definitely had the YouTube foo. You know, again, we've tried a lot of the stuff that we tried were strictly off suggestions from Mike just because of just understanding. Again, like you said, we don't know what it is. Like you said, I don't care if it's Dr. Doolittle. Everything that he says, I don't care if the birds are telling you that or the walls are telling you that. It always makes it always wake it always makes sense. It's always like, no, that can't be. But it was just like, oh, wow. Why didn't I think of that? That's exactly why this is happening. I mean, it's it's nice to see some shows without masks along those lines, right? Like, let the algorithm get to know you guys are human beings a little bit. Um, yeah, we decided to play along with the algorithms games. Yeah, with we the gimmicks. Dude, you gotta you you gotta respect Don Cheadle. <laughs> oh my God, is that a Space Jam reference? <laughs> that took me like three uh, seconds. Space Jam Two reference. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, minute. Don Cheadle was like, "Yeah, that's it." <laughs> Which, yeah, Al- yeah. Algorithm, Al Gore rhythm, yeah. whatever his name is. Right. <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff. Dim said tangent thought though. You mentioned old school cam tube. We need Techno Viking to make a comeback. Maybe Ooh. we can get him on the show. What is Techno Techno Viking? You remember Techno Viking? I don't remember. It's like the one of the most like oldest of oldest like viral videos. Or like I don't even know if you can call it a meme at that point. Yeah, memes didn't I, exist. No, no. I think it was just more of like a video. But it's yeah. You're going to enjoy it when you find it later. It's very good. <laughs> First viral video I remember is Unforgivable. Oh, that's, a, yeah. This may have been pre-Unforgivable. This was pre-Unforgivable. Possibly. I don't remember the timeline. I was, I don't know, younger. Bad memory. <laughs> yeah. Both. <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> but basically all you need to know is he he loves, like, what, three things. He loves dancing. He loves techno. And he loves respecting women. <laughs> and also parades, I guess. And parades, yeah. yeah. Well, I, everywhere he goes, it became a parade. Yeah. Yeah, he was basically the um, Pied Piper of Magnetic Techno Vikers. Yeah. Techno oh my God, Viking. That, it, am I imagining a, a braided beard, or is that actually... No, I think that happened. I think he did have a braided beard. Like yeah, super jacked. I'm really surprised, like, WWE. I don't think they were... 
Like they're always pretty cutting edge, but I'm surprised they didn't jump on that. Did they, they scout through YouTube videos? Yeah, they totally could have done that one, though, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean they are they are huge and social right now. Hook, what was the video that you showed me? Where it was the this is the kind of conversations that happen these. What was the video you showed me on YouTube where the guys like um, I don't know. Pardon? You know what I'm talking about? The guys like the guys like the guys like talking, and he's like, I don't know. <laughs> Weird guy works at Arby's. Oh, and... my God. Oh, man. Did somebody say Arby's? Oh, yeah. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> you know it's, what I'm talking I remember, about. I remember. I remember. It's the guy who is, uh, he, so he's done like a few of these. He's like, I think he has like four or five where he's like, somehow goes to these events where newscasters are interviewing people, like local news things. That's it. Yes. There was one where he was, he dressed up like in like his goth get up and he was at the like satanic temple, uh, like unveiling a new like oh, statue yes. of Satan. And he did, he did this, he basically just like told this incredible story through random interview questions, but as the most uncomfortable person <laughs> ever, maybe? There was a fedora. I do remember that, yeah. Oh, yes, I do remember that. Uh, notice me, senpai? <laughs> I don't know. We, we might have to pull that one up. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I mean, YouTube my... will shut us down. Okay, Doctor yes. Strange, right? Yes, let's go back. Sorry, Mike. Yeah, so Mike, are you seeing our shots okay, too, by the way? Yeah, no, everything's good. I, I'm looking at the screen here, so okay. we're all good. Cool, good, good, good. All right, so Dr. Strange, uh, let me set the... So Hook didn't see it, but he's not afraid of spoilers. Mario's not afraid of spoilers, but he did see it, and you're not afraid of spoilers. I've seen it twice because I'm petrified of spoilers, and we... so <laughs> Well-documented. Yes, well-documented. So we're, mm-hmm. we're all over... So I think we're all still on steady ground, but here's... I'm setting the stage... They had Doctor Strange set a Sam Raimi film, and there's controversies because people are complaining that you didn't tell us this is a horror movie. It should be rated R. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the discussion. So I guess there's really, really only honestly, there's only two spoilers, and one of them were already in the was already in the commercial for the for the already in the trailer. So it's not that big of a deal. The second one caught people off guard, and actually that person that was the spoiler actually had a lot to do with why they thought this should be rated R. Hmm. So I don't know, Mario, throw the spoiler warning up so we can really start dropping names here because we're going to drop some. So yes, basically when Jim from the office, John Krasinski it come, pops in as Reed Richards, the most intelligent man in the in the world or his universe, and he just basically gets shredded to ribbons and <laughs> he killed. gets turned into spaghetti. He gets turned <laughs> in into the spaghetti movie. and killed instantly. I think people were like, "Whoa, did that just happen?" And then the other, uh, big... I mean, he popped in, but then he popped out. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was gnarly. I mean, and his wasn't the most aggressive deaths, right? So I think. Uh, What's his name? Black Black Fork. I didn't even Black realize Bolt. how Black, Black Bolt, Bolt died Bolt. until uh, someone explained it on YouTube. Because like I didn't know what happened. What and now like the sound of his his own voice exploded his brain. Yes, is Wait, that what, what happened? Yeah, it blew the back of his head out because he his power basically, and they showed it where just uh, a mere whisper from his brain sends out sonic waves that'll basically melt you and kill you. So Jesus. so yeah, you know they're facing Wanda. You know, uh, the Scarlet Witch and like one little whisper from my mouth could kill you. And she's like, what mouth? 
And then she turned and then he didn't have a mouth, but he already started to whisper because he pulled the air in and then he had to let it go and it blew the back of his head Jesus. out. What happens when he sneezes? Yeah, he's dead man. Yeah. He's going to split the earth well, in two. Well, but she covered his mouth with skin and like the, he like spoke the into Matrix. skin. Yeah, yeah, very similar to the Matrix. Been com- compared yeah. to the Matrix. Exactly. Uh, yeah. In terms of how it, how it was executed. But... Uh, the thing that gets me with that is he could have said this mouth and it would have just broken through the skin that she used to cover his mouth unless she put a skull and a brain and all of the things that were destroyed from ricocheting off of this super powerful mouth. Yeah, yeah. That must have been one hell of a mouth. <laughs> a very strong <laughs> DIY yeah, mouth. Yeah, she, she knows how to build them. Yeah. I guess so. And there was something about the way that his head popped that it was just like, ooh, you know, and right there then she basically, you know, they had the Illuminati, which was a super powerful group where in their universe, they actually defeated Thanos, you know, similar to how many, you saw how many people it took to defeat Thanos in Infinity War. They defeated him, you know, so she just, and she cut through all of them. So after she did that, Another really graphic scene was Captain Carter, which is this universe. Again, I don't, I, I don't know if I told you, Hook. So they're in a, this is the multiverse of madness. Okay. So they jump to another multiverse where different heroes, different rules. Uh, okay. So Captain Carter is their equivalent of Captain America. I see. Was Peggy Carter. But, but British. Br- British. To me, that was the most brutal one because she literally got sawed in half by the shield and it was and then after it hit on the wall you saw the blood dripping so i was like that might have been the only one that people like Yikes. okay maybe this is a horror movie because she got cut and like it was hamburger you know, or hot dog <laughs> uh what's the vertical one hot dog hot dog hot dog yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes she got hot dog and it was like right in half so you saw her face you saw her drop but you they didn't show her body falling in half like something like i had a final destination but it was clear she got cut in half. So people are upset that this movie's too violent. Is yeah, that, that's is that not the controversy. Yeah, like not only that it's rated, it sh- should be rated R because of the horror elements, because of the killing elements, and I think the biggest one, besides the getting cut in half, was Professor X. You know, everyone's like, "Oh, cool!" They're here. You know, the X Men. Okay, this is where it goes, and it's just like, "Psych!" And she like snapped his neck, and he like fell over in his wheelchair. And they're like, all the people that, surprise, we brought them in for casting, but they're dead in this unit. Now, granted... I love that move. That's such a powerful move. It was a very powerful move. It was like very... Now, granted, most of the people that are deep into the comic books understand that these are variants, and they can bring them back because there can be other universes. That means there's equal in the... Uh, what's the number, Mike? Uh, it's a, is it the 616? 616. It's yeah. 616. So there has to be probably an equivalent in this universe. So we know we can bring them back. But the, I saw people walking. I also saw people walking at a Joker, you know, because a dad brought his daughters like, sorry, I thought this was Batman. It's just like, no, he's a clown. Was, yes. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> Pow, right through the head. So yeah, I had a, there was very similar moments there in the first showing of Doctor Strange. And I went to the nerd showing. I went to the very first showing on Thursday and I got it. I went for the pops. I don't know if it was the wrestler in me. It was like, I want those pops. Like when yeah. you know, Avengers assemble, I wanted those pops and I didn't get those pops. I got gasps. I mean, Jeff, I, I think you're talking to two different things here. So there's the first one is 
the horror is this a horror movie that's the first question the second question is were you know uh, i i guess not a question so much as it just kind of evolved around like out of your describing the multiverse um but so let's go with the first one is it a horror movie let's stick with that for a second if it's a horror movie it's <laughs> like it just happens to be one of the highest budget movies of all time but in horror movie context it's kind of like the most low budget horror movie you could ever experience <laughs> because all of the actual graphic violence was cut um and that's typically what you work around if you're doing a low budget horror movie you're not going to show the body falling over being cut over you're going to show the shield in the wall you're not going to show the actual you know destruction of the ultron bots you're going to cover her face in oil right and that i i call attention to that scene in particular for a reason and that's because i look at that as disney playing the game where she's not covered in blood she didn't do anything violent. She did some shit to some robots. Who cares about robots? She was just Those changing her oil. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Um, so is it a horror movie? Uh, like, not, not, not really. Um, jump scares, sure. I, I, okay, so maybe this is like the reframing. It's not a horror movie if you lived through the 80s or the 90s in any context, but it is a horror movie if the first horror movie you ever saw was the remake of It. Is it a Disney horror right. movie? A Disney horror movie on top of that, yeah. No, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Because I think there was just a few... Again, the jump scares were very ex- expected, but there was a little bit more suspense, you know, when she basically... You couldn't stop the un, you know the oncoming onslaught, so basically this all-powerful witch was blasting down doors and you were running down the hallways, and like Mike said, they had a lot of jump scares. The eyeball popping up in the puddle that was another one that freaked people out basically the ring scene where she was using the reflections to get in there and then she started crawling out of like this reflection of the shield but she distorted her body and she was like and it looked like the ring and her hair was all wet and she had that same look when she popped out i think people are just really caught off guard by it i i mean i loved the movie i don't get me wrong i loved it they probably should have gave it a different title than Multiverse of Madness because literally we came two weeks after everything, everywhere, all at once yeah. that went balls deep in multiverse. I think people are uh, desensitized to the word madness. Yeah. Because we used it from March Madness. And that's not madness. No, that's not. That's, that's not. not <laughs> that's just people playing basketball. <laughs> that's not that that's crazy. Just, yeah. You mean hoops? That's not the darkest depths of the human mind. That's hoops. No. Yeah, that's just hoops. So, yeah, I think it could have, it probably could have done different for, uh, done, had less confusion if they just had a different title. But it still would have had the horror. But it's Sam Raimi. I mean, you saw, like Mike said, this is like the highest budget, low budget horror movie you can get because. Mm-hmm. He was still doing all his same tricks with, you know, a lot of money, but he still stuck to the tricks. So I'm going to cut a promo on Doctor Strange real quick. Do it. Um, like, I yeah. thought it was fine as far as Marvel movies go. I feel like there's still kind of an overall blandness to the whole Marvel series. They just feel kind of lame. And I think they, it, not, I mean, they're fine. They're entertaining. I watch them and I'll go opening week. But like they got they got Sam Raimi in to do this one, you know, to do a job. I could have done with more Sam Raimi. I feel like it was not enough. And then folks that are saying that this was too violent, 
I think is crazy. Like, like Mike said, they've never they didn't live through the eighties. It was like you know rated R movies were for kids in the eighties. Remember oh there was God. like Rambo toys aimed yeah. at aimed at children, yeah. right? <laughs> so like it, it wasn't enough for me. Like I, it was it was it's fine. I think it's probably on the upper end of the Marvel film spectrum. But for me, I would rather. Disney give Sam Raimi $200 million to do whatever he wants and do that movie. <laughs> now, if I could see that movie, that would be awesome. That would be good. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they they really did pay homage to a lot of his Evil Dead stuff. There was, there was eyeball gags in there. There's Whether it's the eyeballs getting plucked out. Mm-hmm. We had our, our Bruce Campbell cameo in there, you know, at the end. Mike, what do you think is the reasoning in bringing in Sam Raimi? Because they never had a director like that in any other like Marvel film where it's like, here's somebody who has an uh, identifiable style, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, why bring him in? Like, what, what, is, what is the reasoning there, do you think? Um, okay, so there's a couple things from a business perspective that are hitting me here. Um, first one, uh, for Mario, why bring in Sam Raimi because Taika Waititi made the best Thor movie in the history of, of Marvel ah. movies. And and so you have to lean into the auteurs that are going to create something that is unique and that will stand out amongst the 30 Marvel movies that you've made. Yeah. That's going to be your most valuable director at this stage, right? So you got to gamble on the Raimis. you got to gamble on the guys out there that have a defined style that, that really works. And when things aren't lining up you got to move on i i would be surprised if sam raimi was involved in any way shape or form with the next doctor strange movie but i wouldn't be surprised if they took the delta between what they expected and what the movie delivered and figured out the best property to give him that he could just nail I mean, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I don't think he'll be back for Doctor Strange. Um, I don't think he'll be back for Doctor Strange three, really, or anything, anything. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe he'll he'll be back for a Marvel movie. I don't know, but I mean, if I'm Sam Raimi, I think this movie is going to put him over. It's going to be a huge hit. It will, or it already is a huge hit. And now, I mean, I heard rumblings that uh, Sam Raimi might revive Darkman. I heard that too, and I am all in. I heard that too. Liam Neeson. Let's get Dark, Dark Man two going with Liam Neeson. All right. Would it He's be Dark already... Man four, or would it be Dark Man? Because wasn't Dark Man three die? Dark Man. No, die? I mean you know the deal. It's sequel boot, bro. <laughs> yeah. The other the other sequels didn't even happen. Yeah, they didn't happen. <laughs> but <laughs> you know what I mean? Last it's... Dark Man in the post credit scene. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell was in the Dark Man post credit scene. Hmm. Oh wow, that's so great. they did Dark Man two and three with like some other dude. It was like the guy who was the Scorpion King or whatever. Um, but yeah, oh yeah, reboot Dark Man with a sequel. Liam Neeson older. I mean, he's done like thirty revenge movies. Why not do Dark Man now? You know, I think he would. I think he totally would do it. He what, said, "What company owns that IP?" That's Universal. Oh, <laughs> I was hoping for a Fox. Oh yeah, I mean, Fox would have been. A I son. would love to see Sam Raimi. Like, Drag Me to Hell is awesome. I love Sam Raimi being just Sam Raimi off the chain. Simple Plan is awesome. He's a great director. I would love to see him. I would love to see him do just something original, something new, and just put those Sam Raimi visuals, you know, to good use. I think at Marvel, look, I think at Marvel, uh, a a great director like that, his talents are kind of wasted. He gets a fat paycheck, and that's great for him and his family. But I just think it's wasted. Like, 
I don't know. Yeah. I saw I saw the Northman. I told you about this, Jeff. Oh yes, you did. You saw them. You have still haven't seen it, Mike. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the Northman? I have not. I'm I'm holding off. I I really want to just be immersed when I do. Dude, the Norseman is so far. Hook, how you doing? Hey, Hook, <laughs> Hook is the, um, Send Hook. the the uh, the Norseman's like my favorite movie of the year so far. Okay, like it's great, and it's like a twenty four, and you think it's gonna be like an artsy fartsy, whatever Vikings have feelings kind of thing, but it's not. It's just brutal, bloody revenge, incest, murder, and like all kinds of. It's just Vikings pillaging, and it's great. I recommend. So it. Mario in the Northman. Uh, I have to ask because I have a personal belief that this is the year of the hawk. How is Ethan Hawk? <laughs> well, the year. <laughs> Dude, he looks jacked in that movie. Ethan. He's he plays like the king viking. That's that's so he's the king viking. He's the opponent to Moon Knight and he's going to be one of the like most memorable horror characters of this year oh, in the black phone black phone Oof, yeah 100 yeah, i am psyched dude for that. i tried to get ticket that tickets to that for fantastic fest when we went and it, those sold out quick yeah they were really but we were remember we were right next to him when we were standing outside the alamo we were right next i told you scott derrickson was right there oh yes you did tell me that yeah he was right there oh man I anyway mike, anyways mike check yeah. out the norseman as soon as you get a chance, if you can get any like weird chemicals into your body before you watch it, <laughs> I recommend it. It's like Conan the Barbarian on shrooms. I mean, I, I feel like that's going to be one of those spiritual experiences. That's why I'm kind of just guarding it a little bit. I don't want to consume it offhandedly. Yeah. And if, if you don't want to watch it on your phone. No. No, you want no. The, the full immersive experience. It feels like one of those films that... People say, I want to go see, but then they never go see it, and then it kind of slips through the crack. But shout out to A24. I just, man, they're just, everything they're making, I just enjoy it. Yeah. It's just so good. I mean, coming off of X, which I really, really liked a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I loved X. So I, I it's on the list. There's, there's, We have a gap here of movies that are, are kind of like coming out that I think it's time to, to squeeze the Northmen in. So. so before before we move on to to other things, North Norseman, other things included, I just have to say. So through this conversation, I've had a thought about why Sam Raimi in the directorial role for Doctor Strange, and it plays into a thought that I had earlier. So strategically, from a Marvel perspective, I think they did something really masterful here that nobody is talking about or witnessing, and that's the fact that. Spider-Man under-promised and over-delivered and set an expectation that any movie in the course of a series could be the best possible movie. Any movie can be Endgame. And then they over-promised and under-delivered with Doctor Strange. And, they, you know, everyone was talking to Tom Cruise. We're going to get Eric Bana Hulk. We're going to get, you know, Nick Cage, Ghost Rider, all oh, of these different people that could good. possibly show up that just had nothing to do with it. And the best thing we got out of it were a few cameos and some deaths. And that's underwhelming. But I think it's purposefully underwhelming Hmm. because everyone was like, multiverse madness, multiverse madness is going to be the big thing. No, it's not going to be the big thing. This is a thing that's going to sell itself. We're going to do whatever the fuck we want. And you guys will just enjoy it. So that's that's kind of my take on those two, that Spider-Man, they decided to give Spider-Man the rub. They put over Spider-Man... And Doctor Strange is a casualty of that. 
imagine any other imagine shang chi or the eternals coming out after spider-man they would all look like garbage um so you gotta kind of bury something after spider-man and i think they buried dr strange um and then in in tandem with that if spider-man and dr strange and this whole thing is like all part of one thing then you bury Doctor Strange knowing that it's going to be the biggest movie of Sam Raimi's life. And it doesn't really matter to you as Marvel or Disney, but guess who it matters to universal, the people that just helped you put over the biggest like movie of the last few years. And what are we going to do? We're going to keep Spider-Man. Don't you worry, but you're going to get dark man. And that's going to matter after Doctor Strange comes out because they build universes. Man, I want Dark Man so bad. Guys, I, Dark... I don't know who Dark Man is. No? No. Dark Man was probably 1987, 88, right around there. Liam Neeson. Around then. It was an original super uh, original, original superhero, superhero, which is a yeah. weird concept in these hmm. days. Yeah, before, this, there was no IP attached to it. It was just Dark Man. Oh. Yeah, and, and it was Liam Neeson, early Liam Neeson, too. So, Have you ever seen Blank Man? Blank Man? Was mm-hmm. that the Damon Wayans? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about Meteor Man? <laughs> no, there's Meteor Man and there's Blank Man. These are two these are two different things. These are I separate think. concepts. Yeah, I know. Totally did, did y'all ever see uh did y'all ever see Rocket Man? Yes, I do remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now we're just throwing man's in <laughs> Which Mario Repo Man, that's one of your favorites. There you go. Repo nice. Man, yeah, Repo exactly. Man. Yeah, that's that also is. a superhero flick. That is a superhero flick. But Mike, to bring up back to what you're talking about, I agree. I think it didn't do it a service having that subtitle Multiverse of Madness because people expected a little more. And I think it suffered a little bit from what Wanda suffered from because Wanda was a solid show, but I think people were so fever for content that they put more on it than it needed. And then they also heard about the shoot, the reshoots and the reshoots and what should have been and what could have been. And then they do the, you know, shooting in front of an audience, the test shots, and then they cut stuff. So the, you know, and they're battling the leakers. So I think you're right that I think all of that put together, but for Spider-Man, they're like, okay, you can go all in because you're technically a separate universe even though you're in the same so i think they did suffer from that that's a really good perspective well not a but also think about this right like thor the dark world was the most hated marvel movie of all time they just like mentioned it and went there in the best movie of of, uh from marvel of all time and now all of a sudden it's reframed in the context of the entire history of it so sure multiverse of madness might not seem that mad right now but let's check back in 10 years from now when Multiverse of Madness has plugs and teases for things that we don't know to look for yet because they are planned four years from now, six years from now, eight years from now, and 10 years from now, and that they don't care what you think about it when you watch it once. They want you to watch it more times than fingers, and that's a long-term plan. Yeah. 10 years from now, kids are going to be eating Reed Richards spaghetti. (laughs) Hell yeah. 
<laughs> his face looked very panicky. He was turning to spaghetti. It was very disturbing. I would too. <laughs> like, Wait, what? Oh, why are you making me spaghetti? Oh no, not again! I wouldn't though. If I was, if I was being, my body was being turned into spaghetti. I would wrap it around the face of the person that is turning me into spaghetti. So that regardless of what happens to me, if I die, at least they're covered in my body. That's right. <laughs> I'm a spoon you with my spaghetti body. <laughs> What was going through Wanda's head? Like, I mean, she's a genius, right? It's like, how do you defeat Reed Richards? You turn him into spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. lots of spaghetti. It's- I don't know, man. I think, and another big complaint was she was a beloved character that had an arc during WandaVision where she's like, this is how you deal with grief. You sometimes go to a dark place, but you can come back. And she went to the dark place, and then she kind of came back, and then the teaser trailer in the show was just like, I'm reading the dark hold. And then she came back and was just like, I'm going to kill everybody. <laughs> well, you realize this when you watch it. Uh, this was uh, Doctor Strange is supposed to come out after WandaVision. Yes. And everything got switched because of the, the virus. I think that, that didn't mm-hmm. help it either. It was supposed to be quickly after. So a lot of people forgot about that post credit scene where she was reading the dark hold. I, I mean, if you read the comics... You know, and I've done some of the videos through the comics, and you see how powerful she really is. It wasn't far-fetched from the character for her to basically blaze through. And if you have, you know, just... She wanted to get with her kids, and she convinced herself this was the only way. And I, I know a lot of the, the whole mama bear thing that would... There's probably a lot of mothers out there that would kill a lot of people yeah. to protect their kids. Like, I, don't, I don't think that was that I mean, for sure, but again, like, I don't think that the narrative context of Wanda as a mother is why she is so brutal. I think she's there to bury Thanos, and she might as well be fucking Ryback. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Accurate, yes. No, she was, I mean, her scene in, in Endgame, when she had that face-off with Thanos, like you said, Mike, I think going back now, like, oh, okay, they were setting up for, when she had a one-on-one battle with him, she could have took him out if it wasn't for him saying rain fire, you know, and took him out or else he would have been a, a dead Titan. Uh, she could have taken him out if she understood the complexity of her power. Yeah. Because at that point she could have just said, what fire? And then, <laughs> right? Like yes. there's nothing, there's yeah. nothing raining and it's just her and Thanos and his entire army is gone. And it's just like, now Iron Man's holding the hammer, and she's just like, look, bitch, I ain't even got stones. <laughs> so what do you think, what is the Marvel MCU right now? I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like, like I said, I saw The Northman, and I was blown away. There's several movies I've seen lately that have blown me away. The new Nicolas Cage movie was awesome. Um Everything, everywhere, all at once was awesome. Oh, that was great. I, um, I think I, Marvel has all sort of blended together to me. And it's, I feel like now it's sort of, it's a series. It's like a TV show that's on the big screen. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Is it, what, are we, is it, is it set to just change now? Or are they going to go all auteur and try to find folks to differentiate their films instead of blending them all together? Or what's coming next? Uh, no, Marvel is going to be both. They're a why not both company, right? So this entire phase is focused on disrupting the thing that worked. Um, They're going to do all these different crazy things that are tangentially related to the thing that worked. Hmm. And people will bait, like build opinions and you're going to drive some people off, but you're going to bring in a lot of kids along the way. So it's not really going to matter. And then in five to 10 years, 
you're going to have the next Avengers Endgame level movie, and you're going to bring all of those motherfuckers back in because it's mm. going to be playing on the narrative timeline from when they loved it. So it's in their best interest to diversify opinions about their brand so that they can make mistakes. Um, they haven't up to this point made a mistake that is large enough to kill them. They are not, uh, they've not made DC level mistakes, mm -hmm. but they know that they're coming because they always come eventually. So you've got to diversify at this stage and you got to disrupt the core hardcore fandom and splinter cell them so that this, only 10% of the audience is talking to each other over here because they love Loki better than anything else. And you got 10% here because they care about the down to earth, you know, give me the daredevils, give me the Spider-Man. I don't give a fuck about Captain Carter, or Captain Marvel or whoever, right? right? Like, so you got to diversify so that you have audience cohorts that you can target and make very, very happy because you are no longer trying to make everyone happy. Yeah, that's a good point because they're splitting. Yeah, and now they're splitting mediums between theaters and streaming. Mm -hmm. So they do have to look at it a little bit different. I feel like maybe Endgame, Mario, to answer your question, I think Endgame was a little bit of a peak. You know, and then yeah, for sure. you had that little bit of a peak and now they're like, okay, let's let's find ourselves. So it, I think it's going to take a couple of years or maybe it's going to be good. We're going to see a little bit of experimentation. I feel like this could be considered experimentation. But the problem is you have a conglomerate like Disney making this experimentation. So it re-earthed uh, an argument that came out uh, from an article from Quentin Tarantino when his the hateful eight came out and he was trying to play at the uh was it called the video dome in hollywood which is a theater that obviously he revered growing up in la and they said no we have a contract with quentin tarantino to play hateful eight we're going to play you to this time and then we're going to switch to him and then disney was like cool i guess you never want any of our films ever again and he got bumped out so their experimentation is going to happen but this is happening with dr strange too and here's the thing and mike maybe you can answer this you know with a big conglomerate experimenting like this my second showing of dr strange was sold out but when i went there on sunday there was completely full row empty rows and somebody said there's a theory out there that they take the marketing dollars and they buy the seats oh. to make it seem more filled. And it doesn't matter because they're getting that money back, but it's, <clears throat> it's creating somewhat of a demand. And I don't know if that's true. Right. And that's what's dangerous with having a big conglomerate that's experimenting with stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, but they don't, they don't have to, right? Because so 2021 Disney Marvel movies made $4.5 billion. Um, that is so much more than they invested in movies last year um, that people at this stage, there's a precedent that's been set where uh, people looking to make a buck will treat movie theaters like seat geek to try to create a secondary movie ticket marketplace because that's where scalpers make their biggest dollars. Um, so I look at empty rows like that as just like early adopters that are way ahead of the actual end game of what theaters are going to be trying to do, because I think they will enable that. And um, that there's probably more tests like that happening from theaters where they never even put that row up for sale and 
they are experimenting with some sort of secondary marketplace. Think about oh. like Groupon back in the day, hmm. right? Like, um, but but now we're at a stage where Ticketmaster, you put a game on sale at Fenway Park, or you put a concert on sale, uh, and it sells out immediately. And there's tons of bots. Basically, everyone that gets one is a bot, mm-hmm. and so theaters have an opportunity here to to leverage that perception of reality and not put everything up for sale uh, and and potentially make a premium on a secondary market because they're the ones that are struggling. Disney is not struggling. They have nothing to do with who is sitting in a theater because mm-hmm. they can just put a Doctor Strange movie out and they don't care if it's valuable. They don't care if it's good. They just put it out and they got the star power. They got the history at this point. So they're going to make billions of dollars. <laughs> like They don't care about the row at your local theater. Um, that's, that's like literally a penny of a penny of a penny of a penny to them. You did it again. You, you showed me something I didn't even see. That's gotta be it. That totally makes sense. And you're right. I mean, worldwide, they're already at half a billion dollars. So I guess they're really not too worried about it. Even, you know, domestically, they've already broken records. And even if the, everyone decides, no, okay, it's a horror movie. We're not going to see it. They already got a half a billion dollars in the hole. Like, that's what I mean. They over the last two like okay so look at it in a three year context they've made way more than ten billion dollars on this on this stuff and that's just the ticket sales that's not even like the things they actually make money on which are the merchandise and t shirts and the jackets and the blankets and all the stuff that they have great licensing agreements for and don't put any money into uh, like they 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 want to make mistakes, but not like universe shattering mistakes. So the narrative is all about shattering the universe so that the mistake they make can't be the same mistake that was made in the movie. I guess. No, that did. I think you're right, man. It's, it's all, man, it's all a conspiracy. We just want to watch movies. (laughs) Like, why does it have to come to this? But no, that's, that's good stuff. But watch the Norseman. Yeah, what? <laughs> Hook, are, are, are you a Hook If you want you? to see movies, watch that movie. That's a movie. <laughs> Doctor Strange, look. Doctor I know I know we talk about a lot about comic book movies and all that stuff, but like Doctor Strange is like product. Norseman is a movie. Yeah, and you don't realize that until you actually go and see a film that feels like a movie, like you said that when yeah. when there was no IP attached to it and they just wanted to see mm-hmm. you know well, I don't know. It's about a guy who has a dead body, and he they take him to the Hamptons for the weekend. Okay, cool. Here's some money. Yeah. And now people love it. It's like Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, yeah, I love Weekend at Bernie's. But Wait, we need a sequel. I was just about to say that. When is that coming back? I was going to say that the per- I love the fact that the person who pitched Jeff's movie was Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, give us some money. Hey, hey get some money. <laughs> Hook, are you a, are you an MCU guy? Not really. No, not I saw. A... I did see the the Taika with TT's Thor yeah. Ragnarok. I thought that was great. Hook, what good movies have you seen lately, dude? Let's let let's we yeah, need, let's we need Hook's reviews. Put me on the spot. I've been watching a show. It's not a movie. I've been watching a show. I think it's on HBO. It's called Minx. Have y'all heard of this before? Mm-mm. Haven't seen Minx. No. Basically, it's about a woman who is. It's set in the seventies in uh, in the valley in, in L.A., and she is trying to start a feminist magazine, and is getting like turned down left and right. But then she ends up 
meeting this guy who uh, at like a magazine convention who he's a pornographer and makes porn mags and basically they you know unlikely buddy up and uh start making like the first playgirl basically really yeah it's yeah, it's really interesting watch it it's great it's funny it's like uh yeah i don't know it's just got it's got some things to say but also it's it's genuinely like interesting and funny and do you think because uh, like exactly like you just pitching that it's like okay i'm in and that's something that you never see in theaters do you think the problem that theaters are having now that everybody's moving to streaming services mm-hmm. and they're willing to take chances not i mean of, of course the streaming services have their ips sure. but there's also shows like that that just like come out of left field you're like wow yeah that sounds really good and it's just like a solid show yeah i don't know i mean I honestly haven't been to the theater in forever, and that's probably kind of a testament to what we're talking about. Oh, wow. You know? It's all streaming on your phone, on your iPad, or on a TV, TV. streaming device? Yeah. Okay. I, don't, I can't. I'm not one of those people that, like, watches TV shows on their phone or anything. I don't know. Mostly TV. Mostly TV on yeah. there, so streaming device. Which is... The theater is supposed to create an experience, but... You still want to find a way to absorb the content, even if you don't want to see experience. And we we talked about this on before. There's tears, right? It's like that's a theatrical experience, or that's going to be something that I'm fine to wait. Yeah, you know, and I'll watch it when it's you know on a, I can rent it. And then there's like I'll just wait till that's on some kind of free yeah streaming platform before I'm, where I'm not going to spend any money for it. Which is a testament. I mean, they're talking about all these big IPs, but the the big quote-unquote release this week is Firestarter, which is basically a remake, not a requel, not a reboot, and that's an IP, but you can watch that on home at Peacock. You hmm. know, it's got that day and date release. That's on Peacock? I want to watch that. Yeah, it's on Peacock. I love Firestarter. That was a great. Yeah, movie. Firestarter was great, so I'm curious what they're going to do with back it. Back off. Just back off. I think I saw a trailer for that. So how do you spell it? So that's Minx, M-I-N-K-S? I think it's, it's M-I-N-X, or maybe... N-X. Might be a Y. No, it's M I N X. I'm pretty M-I-N-X, sure. M I N X. Sorry, yeah, in chat. All right, Minx. Pretty sure. So, all right, cool. So that is that's all good stuff. So I think I'd like to. I think you should go see Doctor Strange. Go to the theater. Are you an Alamo guy? Maybe would you would you go to theaters for? Should we for... go? Should we go now? Yeah, <laughs> you guys want to <laughs> just go? Like, should we just go now? Like after the podcast, then just watch go, Doctor just Strange, go watch we can come Dr. back and Strange. talk about it some more. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Everyone, just wait there. We'll come back just a couple hours. I'll just put on the be right back until we get <laughs> just back. Let us play the beer ad over and over and over and over. Cool. So, all right. So I think uh, I think we covered it on Doctor Strange. I think it's time to go to the next spot. We're gonna want to talk about some lucha. No, no lucha yet. We we don't have to talk about lucha. Although I mean, is movies and wrestling? That's basically all the same thing. It's all. Yeah. It's all simulated realities because the whole thing about these layers of realities when you're living in what is considered a simulated reality is there could be simulations within the simulations or there could be modals within the simulations, which are just mini simulations in that simulations. And in a way, I think there is a universe where like, no, in this universe, the heroes don't exist and they're just actors and here's their <laughs> names in this, and that's our universe. So you and you can't is is that unprovable? 
parallel universes? Is that unprovable? Yeah, it is unprovable, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because the whole thing about this, like, I tell people, it's like, well, if life's like a dream, it's just like, well, no, it's it's not because you can't measure it. It's like, but the only way to actually come up with these tools is to dream of the tools, and then they're actually susceptible to the dream because you dreamed of these tools. You're blowing my mind right now, Jeff. <laughs> So I'm just saying Dude, that Jeff gets metaphysical. You don't even know. He's got <laughs> deep thoughts. He's turning my brain to spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>